Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it's hour two here on the Lombardi line as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. He's usually in Jersey, his home state. But over the last couple of days, he's been hanging out in the bayou down at the Beau Rivage. He and Millie Lombardi having a great job. Jick Jack, always hospitable, Michael Lombardi. Great job. Just tremendous, just tremendous host. Uh, everybody here, Rich, everybody here at the Beau Rivage have been tremendous to us, so it's been fun. I, I encourage anybody who lives down here or you're driving through, stop by. Incredible shopping here, too, believe it or not, Patrick. I mean, they've got everything you need right here in the hotel. You don't, It's like a cruise ship. You don't have to go anywhere. It's perfect. That's dangerous. That, that's dangerous. You give no Millie doubt. the credit card while you're doing the show? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't. I'm sure. She, I'm sure she'll take care of everything we need to do. Look yeah. how look how quiet his voice got, and how scared he got when I said that. He's just like, you know what? Let's move on. Hey, quickly wanted to say this, Michael, because um, of course we've got a new lineup here on Veasan. We've got a whole new look on Veasan for the new football season, and it's gone remarkably well. And the write up today, I noticed that Steve Mackinnon, who does an amazing job with numbers, he's got yeah. a great bet system when it comes to betting on the NFL. He calls them the three C's. It reminded me of you where sometimes you get your systems going and remember Veasan pro subscribers can get all the betting systems to help you become a better, better, just go become a member. But the three C's from Steve Mackinnon help you win as far as the NFL betting very important. I just wanted to mention that off the top. And I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. Can we go ahead and throw it up, Stephen Bond? What else has Michael Lombardi been up to there at the Beau Rivage? Well, if you take a look at your monitor, Michael, you can see yourself right there signing copies of Gridiron Genius. Look, he's embarrassed to look over. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. You signed a bunch of books, huh? It is neat. Yeah, it was. It's great. I mean, Rich, everybody here at the Beau Rivage bought some books, get them out to the people, the guests that come through here. Had a great visit from uh, a, an old friend, a, actually a young young man, that uh, Mike Gottfried's grand, uh, nephew when I was in Cleveland. And Mike Gottfried, the former head coach at the University of Pittsburgh, he lives over in Mobile Bay. And so he drove over to see me this morning, which was kind of nice. To, we walked down memory lane, which was really kind of cool. Big Michigan fan. The, the Gottfrieds and the Harbaugh's are related. Yes, and so there's a 
there's that 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 relationship. So he was telling me, Brian Goffrey was telling me that next week, the uh, the quarterback. I mean, K. Mc, Mc, McCarthy started this week. Mc, McNamara starts next week. Is that how it goes, Patrick? I got to yep, get that straight, right? Yep. Apparently, like once that happens next week, that McNamara is going to be the man. Yeah, it's been there's there's a lot of drama within the program about one of them transferring. So this is Harbaugh's way of kind of placating, if that makes sense. And I do think he's just just to be clear, I do think he's going to use a two quarterback system throughout the year, but this was a, a little bit of, it's what Harbaugh does. He's always doing shtick. <laughs> there's always, yeah, but there's I, always I, something I, the up with him. The sense that I've got is, is that McNamara is a, the more talented, the better player to give them the chance to win a title if they can. And look, if you're there, they played well against Colorado State. I know Jay Norvell's trying to, re, you know, took over a program, had a bunch of transfers coming in from Reno, uh, you know, as he gets this thing going. Although, you know, Colorado State, had it going a little bit, and now you know they got whooped up there, which was expected. But the reality of it is, is I think you got to have some stability at quarterback before this gets worked out. I mean, we talked quite a bit about it with, uh, with, with as it relates to San Francisco. You know, we talked quite a bit about it. Is are they going to continue? You know, we know Trey Lance is the guy. We know that. However, is Trey Lance going to be able to hold on to that? You know. The dirty secret here is everybody knows Trey Lance hasn't played well, including everybody in the 49er building. You know, and, and as much as I've talked to people in that building and around the building and outside of it, you know, Kyle still is not where he needs to be on Lance because he sees something that he should have done and he knows he made a mistake. And we're going to have former NFL GM in just about 26 minutes, Randy Mueller, to talk about just that. Michael, I wanted to bring up... Um, you know, what Sam Pittman's done down at Arkansas is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Now, I was yeah, impressed is. by Fickle in largest Cincinnati crowd yesterday. Ever. I think it's one of the largest crowds ever at Arkansas at Razorback at, at the stadium there. Remember, they used to play games in Little Rock, and then they would play games up in Fayetteville because nobody could get to Fayetteville, remember? And yep. so, but this was a huge crowd, and K.J. Jefferson was outstanding yesterday, Patrick. I mean, he really was. I was impressed with Cincinnati. I, I really was. I, was I think Luke Fickle... I think, you know, for losing as many guys as they lost, for them to be able to rebound and play as hard as they did, I thought the line, that line went, opened at seven and it went to six and a half, right? Even though the money was coming in on Arkansas, the line went to six and a half. And if you took Arkansas and you laid the, and you got the six and a half, you won, you covered. If you, you know, you, 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 you kind of pushed if you didn't. But I was impressed with Cincinnati as much as we can talk about Arkansas. I was impressed with Cincinnati's ability to come back. Look, I think. The Razorbacks program is built on Kendall Bryars' ability, K.J. Jefferson's ability, and Barry Odom's ability on defense. Not to minimize Sam Pittman, but to me, that's the strength. Their coaching staff at Arkansas is very good, and they get the most out of their players. Okay, let's go ahead and throw this tweet up. You think this person was sweating Michael Lombardi? $275,000 on the over 54. You go ahead and add it up. 31-24, that's 55. Cha-ching, Ben Fox doing a good job reporting all the big bets coming in. How about that one? Yeah, and, and that late touchdown, but Cincinnati wouldn't go away. You know, the Cincinnati just good. kept coming back. At, they just wouldn't go away. It was one of the games in the book that was really tight, and people were reacting to There was a lot of money here yesterday on Arkansas, a lot of money, and you could feel the reaction every time Arkansas would get that 14, and people were really, okay, now I'm going to cover, I'm going to win this bet. And then all of a sudden, here comes Cincinnati right down the field. I think Fickle does a hell of a job. And, and you know, look, 
that was a hard game for them to open up, especially with all the players they lost last year. I think Cincinnati's, I think he's got that program where he needs it to be. Look, he's turned down a lot of jobs to stay there, so he must know something about the program that I don't know, and I think he's got it going. Well, it's a hell of a performance. I mean, it's a group of five team. And think about it. I just wrote this down while you and I were talking. What fickle loss from last year's playoff team. Ritter at quarterback, Sauce Gardner. Uh, Pierce, the wide receiver, their top three tacklers, their running back from last year. That turnover to go SEC against the best rush team in the SEC and hang in there, that was impressive by Cincinnati. Yeah. That's legit. I thought it was. I mean, in a, sometimes in a loss, there can be some so much of an impressive play, and I think you saw it there. So, look, I I, I, I don't think you just dismiss the season and say, oh, that's it, it's over. You know, it's it's like Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame played as well as they could. They lost. I mean, they're, they're going to be a hard out if they can fix this offense a little bit. They're going to have to fix their offense. They're not going to be able to – because I don't, still don't think Ohio State's an elite defense yet. They looked like it yesterday in the second half. You think that plane ride from Columbus – to South Bend was fun for Freeman. I mean, that's a 10-7 lead for Notre Dame at the half. I feel like you had that game. That would have been one of the biggest wins in Notre Dame history. I think if you wrote, if you asked Marcus Freeman before the game, if you hold Ohio State to 21, do you win? He said absolutely. Yes, he said absolutely. He would have been. He absolutely. would have been absolutely. But that's the pace. I mean, that's exactly. I, I I was impressed with how they handled the pace of the game. That's to me was the most important. I said that yesterday before the show is you got to pace this game, and they did. They paced it, and they just couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't get a stop in the fourth quarter. The heat, whatever it was, they got wore down. But the reality of it is, is Notre Dame's offense was just atrocious. It's, it's and you know for all the publicity that Tommy Reese gets of being the next great offensive mind, I mean it. It just doesn't manifest itself on the field. Okay, a couple other betting nuggets I pulled for you. How about Iowa, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits? This was the lowest. This closed at 42, which is the lowest number <laughs> on the board. I've never seen a game like this. How about this? The, I've never did seen they get a game the, like this. Did in they my get life. to the 42, Michael Lombardi? Well, how about it, it ended with a 7 3 win for Iowa, no touchdown scored, 32 points shy of that closer of 42. Disgusting. And two, on, and two safeties. It's five to three with a safety. It's three to three. It goes five to three, and then they get another safety to make it seven to three. I mean, think of think about that combination of scoring. Have you ever seen that before in your life? Two safeties. It's unbelievable. Think about that combination. So, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, but this is usually how Kirk Ferentz's teams start out. They don't. They're not quite all in, and they'll get better as the year goes on. I mean, that's just what he does. And whether they can contend, I mean, South Dakota State is not exactly a level. Look, let's face it, Nebraska struggled with North Dakota yesterday. Oh, it's Nebraska's a disaster. How about this? Remember 2007, App State, Big House, Michigan, Lloyd Carr, yeah. Michigan ranked App State one of the biggest upsets in college football history. They almost did it again, not against a Michigan quality team, but North Carolina, App State almost the failed two point conversion against North Carolina. Um, North Ca close. Carolina hung on 63 61. I mean, Mac. I mean, Mac was dancing in the locker room, but Mac fired his defensive staff last year, and they gave up 61 in the opening game. What does that tell you, Patrick? Not great. He fired the whole it's defensive staff after last year, and they they come back with this 61. I mean, you're not, you know, you give up 61 to App State. I mean, what are you going to give up to Clemson? What are you going to give up to some of the better teams that you're going to have to face, right? How about Dana Holgerson? That team, Houston, was great last year. 24th ranked team in the country. The Roadrunners, UTSA, a failed two-point conversion in triple overtime, and Houston holds on. You just got to survive week one, dude. This is crazy. I mean, think you about, really think do. about How East about Carolina Sarah? and NC State. 
How about Syracuse? How about Syracuse beating Louisville, Satterfield's team? I mean, he's done a good job of recruiting Los Angeles, you know, at Louisville. And to go into Syracuse, Diener Baber's team, you know, it's like, okay, this isn't going to be very good. And all of a sudden, they get this thing turned around. I mean, that was a huge win for the Orangemen yesterday. you got to give them credit on that one there, Patrick. They were catching five and a half, and they end up outright winners, 31-7, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a tremendous win for Babers there. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think to me that that's what makes the unpredictable. Like, uh, here's what I will say to everybody on a betting tip here. Don't take anything we learned in week one and carry it into week two. Don't play the Dunkel rating system. Well, they beat this team, and so they can beat that team. No, forget about what happened last week and start this week on Monday morning fresh if you're going to bet college football. Stay within a conference, understand the conference, understand the players, and don't assume what happened last week will happen this week. Very well put. We call it specialization in betting. I don't care if you want to go Missouri Valley. Pick a conference, stick with it. You'll understand the tendencies and some of the trends throughout a long, arduous season, and you'll profit. When you spread yourself out too thin when betting, that's when you start to have some leaks in the boat. Michael Lombardi at the Beau Rivage. I'm Patrick Maher here in Los Angeles. We're going to head to the Borgata in Jersey. Our partner, Thomas Gable, joins us next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. 
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent Musburger. And by the way, speaking of our new lineup here at VSIN, Brent Musburger is back and he'll debut his show leading into the NFL games coming up next Sunday. As I say that, we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM, and it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM Sports, the king of sports books. Remember, you stop by any MGM casino in Nevada, bring your state issued ID. You're ready to go. In-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. We're back. Michael Lombardi is there. I'm Patrick Maher here. And I just mentioned it. How about Brent returning to VEASAN, the triumphant Love return that. with the show leading into the NFL games? That's the best. That It's going to be so good to hear his voice from 12 to 1 on Sunday, just like you were looking live, like we were back in the 70s with the NFL today and uh, listening to his perspective. You know, Brent keeps up on everything, so it's been it's going to be great to hear him, and he, he understands it. Uh, I wrote about a whole chapter in my new book about the impact of Brent Musburger and on the oh, NFL really? and the collision course. Oh, yeah, I think there are three people uh, that really made a difference in the NFL in terms of broadcasting, Cosell, Musburger, and, of course, John Madden. Uh, Musburger and Cosell don't even have a Pete Rozelle award. I mean, that is, how is that even possible? Two of the biggest influencers of all. I mean, and Brent was doing, with Jimmy the Greek, he was doing the, the breakdowns, and they had that crazy checkerboard, and Brent would maneuver around it, and they started talking about weather, and they were doing everything to help the gambler. And, you know, back in New York at the time, the 1-800 number for sports became the biggest thing because people wanted to kind of, get the up-to-the-minute scores because we didn't have that, and Brent was able to deliver some of those scores just specifically just on Sunday. So it was, it kind of fueled the fire that we know the NFL has become, and now the NFL today, I was just going to bring this up to you, We this is, the, this is the last two years have been really unique because of the way that teams have cut. Never before have, have you had Friday and Saturday of Labor Day weekend off. Most teams took off this weekend. The players are all, have all been off. We real we players are going to report today or to Monday morning to start their week to get ready for the season. So uh, it's kind of a strange year, but it's kind of works out well. You got to get a little bit of break before you have to jump right into the regular season. You can check out the new lineup with the return of Brent Musburger, vsin.com. We head out to Jersey, Michael Lombardi, and say hi to our buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Michael was Michael. It, it, our, our buddy Thomas Gable at the Borgata, I don't know if there's some drama behind the book, but we were having a hard time getting hold of you. Are you okay there, TG? What's going on? No, I, it was fine. I picked up the phone when they called. That's, that's <laughs> all just, I do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, you know I'm messing with you. Uh, Thomas, thank you. Welcome. How, uh, how did it go yesterday there at the Borgata? Uh, really well, Patrick. Really well. It was a um, very strong handle day. Uh, for the start of college football, and uh, we we held really well. We had some some big decisions. Um, you know, it started out probably the, from the early slate. There, the the NC State East Carolina game was was a big one for us. Uh, NC State, you saw the move on them uh, open ten and a half. I think they closed twelve and a half. Uh, East Carolina played tough. In fact. They they had every opportunity to win that game. I feel really bad for that place kicker. If anybody was watching that game, he uh, blew uh, the extra point there to, to tie it, and then they gave him a chance to win it with the field goal, and he missed that. So 
tough, uh, tough break for that kid there. But uh, East Carolina gets the money, even though NC State got the win. Uh, so that went in our favor. And then um, the the Georgia Oregon game was was really good for us. Everybody was on Oregon, it seemed, um, taking the points. And obviously, we know how that turned out uh, for those backers. And then the the later games, the um, the, the Florida game, <clears throat> we actually got a lot of money on Florida there late. Uh, it took several bigger bets on Florida. So that one didn't go our way. That was a six-figure decision that didn't go our way. But then uh, we did have a six-figure decision go our way with uh, the Ohio State-Notre uh, Dame game, Notre Dame being able to uh, to cover there, even though Ohio State won. So some uh, some surprising results, I think, from – from week one there overall, and uh, we still have two games to go, one tonight and one tomorrow. So it's it's been an exciting weekend so far and actually exciting first three days, really, of week one and uh, two more games to go. You can blame Michael Thomas, for that was, Florida loss. Yeah, I can blame me for that. What was the most unexpected thing you saw this weekend of the games? Like, I, I didn't, you know, the, well, I watched that whole East Carolina game. That, to me, was unexpected because I always think North yeah. Carolina State is always undervalued. That was unexpected. I thought Sam Houston State playing A&M was somewhat unexpected, even though A&M covered eventually after the rain delay. But what was unexpected to you that you saw that was like, is it going to affect you moving forward with your lines? Well, I think North Carolina State, Michael, you you made an astute observation. They seems to be, they seem to be undervalued, and um, you know I think there are some sharp groups that were on on North Carolina State though this week. Uh, obviously, it didn't turn out well for them, but uh, they they pushed that number up. And um, the the other one that we saw, we we saw uh, some movement there on Louisville, and obviously they didn't get there against Syracuse. Syracuse uh, came away with the victory, but there was definitely line movement on that game as well. Um, you know, to me, the, the, listen, the Florida Utah game, I thought was just a tremendously entertaining game to watch. Um, you know, and hats off to, to the quarterback there for Florida with Richardson. I mean, just tremendous effort from him. Uh, Utah had every, every chance there and just that bad interception at the end. But, uh, that, that we saw again, some big money coming in on Florida and that number didn't really move. You know, it seemed like all the public was on Utah and that, but some bigger money did come in on Florida here. Yeah. I, I the, to, yeah. not to interrupt Patrick, but I, no, I got a feeling Tony uh, Anthony Richardson is going to create a stir. I mean, that game, some of the plays he made, I wonder, are you going to his Heisman number? Of course, I've been on his Heisman number for a while, but I, I think it may influence that. That game could influence his Heisman number, don't you think, Pat, Patrick Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. He was yeah, he was yeah. he was otherworldly, Thomas. I mean, he, that was as as much like we heard the comparison Cam Newton. Did you think Thomas you'd ever hear anybody compared to Cam Newton as a college football player? No, but I, I think it's a valid. You know, again, we saw only bits and pieces of him last season, so. Uh, the fact that now we, we get to watch him as a starter this year and, and see what he gets to do. I, you know, I don't want to jump to, to that, but I, I get the comparison already with that. But, uh, we, you know, we'll see. It's a long season, but, I mean, just a, what, what an effort from that kid. Yeah, and what is his Heisman number at the Borgata, Pat, uh, Thomas? We have Heisman off the board right now once the, uh, once the game starts. So I'd have to go back and okay. see what, what, he, uh, what he was at prior. Yeah. Well, I mean, the shortest number 
the two shortest number, obviously, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And T.G., I don't know about you, but watching that Ohio State offense in Jigba might be more important than Stroud because once he was gone, they couldn't get a passing game going at all. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. The, um, now, how much LS- will you adjust your power rankings, Thomas, after week one for college? You're, you're, well, it, you know, it all depends. I mean, there's some that you're going to adjust. Like, I mean, listen, what we saw from Hawaii last week, you know, that, that was a big, you know, that was a big adjustment they have to make on Hawaii. From, but uh, you're always going to make an adjustment. You're making a sort of bigger jumps, I guess you could say in, in week one uh, and week zero than, than you typically do after you have more data that comes in uh, through the season. But uh, you're, you're always making adjustments every week. You, you have to make adjustments. Okay. Last one from me, TG. Are you up to four with LSU laying it? Yes, we are. Uh, LSU laying four. And uh, this, this game uh, opened LSU. Now, again, this game has been on the board for months. LSU opened two and a half point favorites. Uh, total 51 and a half. And, you know, Brian Kelly making his coaching debut with LSU tonight with the revamped Tigers. Who they're loaded from the transfer portal. It picked up 13 players uh, from the portal. Face a tough Florida State defense here, um, lot, and a lot of turnover on that LSU offensive line. Uh, Jaden Daniels probably gets to start a quarterback. He's transferred from Arizona State. Now in defense, I think this defensive line for LSU is going to just terrorize the SEC this year. And in the secondary, they brought in kids from Ohio State and Arkansas through the portal. But I think if you're looking to play this game. You, you have to look in the trenches. I expect both offensive lines to struggle here, so you maybe look at the total here if you're looking to play this game. Yeah, nice call. I think that's true. Doesn't that total move the other way, though, Thomas? Uh, we've actually uh, – it's back to right where we opened at 51 and a half. Got it. So you're saying the LSU defensive front might be a little different than the Duquesne defensive front that Florida State faced <laughs> last week? Maybe, maybe slightly faster. Maybe just slightly. Slightly, yes. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you know we're always excited when you get off to a good start there at the book at the Borgata. Keep it going. Thank you very much, TG. We'll talk to you next time. Thank All you, right. TG. Thank you, See you soon, TG. See you Thursday night, my man. That's yep. right. See you got Thursday. the big event coming up on Thursday there at the Borgata, which we can talk about more uh, later. Can, can fans come and hang out at that event? Absolutely, Patrick. We encourage it. Yes, it's it's a, okay. it's a it's a panel discussion. You're welcome to Skype in if you like. I'm, well, I'm going to bring Jeezy. Check out Borgata's website for more information on that, and Michael will retweet it as well. M Lombardi NFL for more information coming up on Thursday. Coming up next, we'll transition to the NFL. Randy Mueller, he's tremendous. Former NFL GM joins us here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's football season. Betters, you know, it's money making season, and nobody knows football like VSIN. Remember, become a VSIN pro. You get the NFL betting guide, you get the college football betting guide, you get Michael Lombardi exclusive offers, you get all of our pro tools, you get the deep dives, you get the picks every single day. I mean, everything's in there, and right now it's half off. It's 175 bucks. This access, becoming a pro, gets you access through the Super Bowl. Think about that. This is, I always say this is the information I wish I had when I was figuring this all out. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All of it right now, 175 bucks, including the college and pro football betting guide. 
which is up there when you become a pro. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're efforting for Randy Mueller as we transition a little bit here, Michael Lombardi, to the NFL. Uh, I noticed a little bit earlier you snuck it in with your boy Trey Lance and Jimmy G. You know, what's so funny is the quotes coming out now from Lance saying that that's my brother. I wanted him to stick around. Yeah. There is no freaking way that Trey Lance wanted that shadow looming over him this season. Yeah, but I, I think he has to be realistic too, right? So I think he has to know where he is and where he is with his play. And I think the one thing about Trey Lance from everybody I've talked to is a great kid. And, you know, he doesn't want to be the guy that doesn't help the 49ers win. And I think this is the best football decision. And so I did some circling around to see kind of how this all played out. You know, we talked the other day about, you know, we, we had a conversation with Tim uh, Katakami about that, uh, you know, maybe the Trey, Trey Lance might have known about this. And that's true. He did. He kind of was. But he signed not signed off on it. He accepted it, which I think is a good thing. I know Randy's here now. Yeah, so let's bring him in. A former front office exec, of course, former executive of the year, Randy Mueller joins us. And thank you for your time, Randy. We appreciate it. You've heard Michael Lombardi say for a long time now he thinks Trey Lance might be a year away from being a year away. What was your immediate reaction when they restructured with Jimmy G there in San Francisco? Well, I'll be honest with you. I thought it made sense. I was probably one of the few that thought they were better with Jimmy G than without him. So I, I'm with Mike. I think Trey Lance is a risky proposition. We all see the sky's the limit for his skill set, but the guy hasn't played. So it's not really evident to the rest of us, no matter what the 49ers keep putting out. So I think we get to see it with our own eyes now. I think the locker room itself has to accept this probably in a positive way. It gives him insurance against Trey Lance, not going sideways, but the ups and downs. If it were to set them back for a period of time, I think they'll have no problem going to Jimmy G and I don't think he's going to cause a problem at all. So I thought it was a win-win for everybody involved. No, I did too, Randy. I mean, and how could you ever argue about making a good football decision? Now, I know how they spun it and how they say it to me. We all know we can read through the tea leaves and it doesn't make any sense, you know, how they're, what they're saying. But it is a good, to me, at the end of the day, all you care about is making the right football decision. And, and I see it that way. Yeah, I don't think it's really all about Trey Lance, nor should it be. I think Kyle or John Lynch would have a hard time going in that locker room and saying this is all about Trey Lance. It's really not. It's about what's best for the team. And I think having Jimmy G there is best for the team. I've heard the criticisms that, well, you know, Lance now has to look over his shoulder and this and that. As you know, Mike, we're all looking over our shoulder every day. This is big boy football. So yeah. we've got to find yeah. a way to deal with the ups and downs every day. Uh, Everybody wants your job. That's just the way it is. So if his skin is that thin, they probably got the wrong guy. No doubt. No doubt. Randy Mueller joining us here on the Lombardi line. Randy, Buffalo is favored in the market all over the place. In fact, they're even favored at the champs coming up on Thursday. They're laying two and a half at the Rams to kick off the season. Are, are you right there? The win total sitting 11 and a half. Are they the rightful favorites to win the championship? The Bills? I really think they are because mainly they're 13 seconds away from some of the worst decisions I've seen in football the last five years from <laughs> making an appearance in last year's Super Bowl. You know, so I, I'm with I'm with the odds makers. I think Buffalo is the team to beat. I know they're going into L.A. and, and that's not supposed to happen going cross country. But this is a hungry Buffalo team and the expectations have been there for them now. I think it's time for them to put up. And I think they have more at stake than the Rams do. So I like Buffalo right now. 
I do too, Randy, and, and I, you know, you've been a part of winning teams as I have. I get a sense that you use the word hunger. That's what I like. To me, I love Buffalo's temperament this preseason. Everybody says, well, it's just preseason, but we know this. There's really only been one team since 2018 with a 500 record in September that's made it to the Super Bowl. I like Buffalo's hunger. I think that's going to manifest itself throughout the season. I think you're right. I think expectations, sometimes you get pushback from different parts, depending on who you ask. But I think in this case, the expectations that are put on Buffalo are warranted and welcome. I think Buffalo has to like that. I think they should be more of the hunted this year. And yeah, they've got to be ready every week. But as you know, they, they cannot get off to a slow start. And there's really no reason to. This game obviously has their attention. And I like it. I think Buffalo is in a, in a good position here. Um, I don't buy the NFC East as being the toughest place to exist nowadays anyway. So I think they have a chance to really set the tone. And by doing it on the road this this year, I think sometimes distractions, as you know, Mike, are better uh, dealt with on the road when it's just you and your team. Hey, Randy, no Randy doubt. Mueller no joining doubt. us here on the Lombardi line. Randy, 10 of the 16, they're going to have 10 of the 16 games to open up week one road favorites. In the gambling community, we're talking about the dissipation of home field advantage. Can you talk from your perspective why you think there's been a dissipation of home field advantage in the NFL? Well, I think some of it, and again, this is not science, this is Randy's opinion. I think some of it started during the pandemic when they got to go on the road where there was no crowd noise, no things to overcome, very few distractions per se, and it's kind of carried over. I do think teams now find ways to deal with road travel. It's been easier for them. They find a way to have less distractions when they're away from their own city, especially in the openers. So um, I, I think that's part of it. I also think that sometimes it's the more desperate team that wins. And, and in, in a lot of these cases, you're seeing desperation on the road and, and really a finer focus for those road teams. Randy, I know you talked about Lamar Jackson and his age as being a beneficiary. I was told yesterday that they've offered him a lot of money, but they can't seem to get any rhythm going with the negotiation. What have you heard on that, and what do you see as a solution for this? I know he said he's not going to negotiate if the, once the season starts. Well, I think the solution is probably the deadline, if that's the case, if he's imposed that himself. As you know, these things take time, and this has taken more than enough time. I do think when you're dealing with agents or representatives that aren't a part of the process every day, I think we have to tiptoe and that sometimes would slow things down. I know that. I I always struggled and you did a lot of contracts too, Mike. I struggled with the other side if they weren't really educated in what we were doing. And and that's not yep. a you know fault of, of the of the camp. It's just the way it is in Lamar's side. So you've got to really tiptoe into some of these topics, conversations, the whole thing. And and that may have be what's holding it back. I also think, in, in, in this has been the case for negotiating for a million years, deadlines spur action. And we really have until later this week for that deadline to be reached. So hopefully that comes. I think the Ravens are going to, in the end, have to pay him what he wants. It's not like they have a bunch of options. They went all in on Lamar. I don't think the Russell Wilson deal ha is really that much of a factor in these negotiations because I see the Russell Wilson deal as being more of a golden parachute for what he's done more than where he's going to take them per se. So I like Lamar's chances of getting one of the three, either the guaranteed money, the average over the, the total cash over the first three years or the guarantees. And, and one of those, maybe two of those are going to fall on his lap and he's got to be willing to take that.
Randy, we're on no Nesson up in New England. Uh, the betters are down on New England. It's hard to doubt Bill Belichick. Where's Randy Mueller on New England heading into the season? Well, it's hard for me to doubt Bill as well. I mean, if anybody has built up some house money, it's Bill over the last two decades. So uh, I do think this year is a little a bit of a challenge for him. Obviously, I understand, I think, why he's doing what he's doing when it comes to the offensive play calling and the design and all that stuff. And, and I know Mike's a, probably a bigger fan of, of Mac Jones than I am. I see some limitations there. So I'm, I'm not really, you know, ready to just say, hey, the, the Patriots are going to be good because Bill's in charge. And I'm not willing to really just trust everything in that regard. So I think there is some trepidation and I can see it if it's in the betting world as well. Um, but hey, it's still Bill Belichick. It's still the Patriots. It's just hard for me to go against that. And, and, you know, they have a tough schedule. In all fairness, what Randy's saying is certainly uh, true. They do have a tough schedule to start this season out. And, and it's not the kind of year you want to start off with where you're not really in sync. And going to the Miami has never been an easy place for, for the Patriots to go win a game, especially to start the season in the heat and humidity. 100%. Yeah, I think you look at Miami's record in September, you'll see that they, they, they welcome home games in September. Trust me, I lived it for a few years myself. And it's hard to prepare for that. It's hard to practice for that, no matter where you are in the North. If you go to the South and that humidity early in the year, it's going to have a drain on you. I've seen it melt teams in, in September. So that has to be a factor. Front office yep. exec, Randy Mueller at Randy Mueller on Twitter. Randy, we're going to talk to you throughout the season. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a great Thank Sunday. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you. Yep. Thank you guys. All right. Tremendous. And Michael, when we come back, I want to get a pro tip from you on why you think so many road dogs to open up the year and some tips about yep. betting teams on the road. And when we come back, we'll take a deep dive into the Cowboys. Jonah Javad is going to join us as we continue along. Fun show here on the Lombardi line on a Sunday. You can check us out at VEASAN Live. Remember the new lineup and information over at VEASAN.com. Michael Lombardi, M. Lombardi NFL on all social, and that includes Instagram. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So remember, you get online bonus credits. Also, when you go to Vegas and you want to check out some shows or dine or hotels, you can use those reward points accrued by making bets over at BetMGM.com. It's the best loyalty program in the business. It's the best app in the business. Check it out. BetMGM, you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Lombardi Line, Jonah Javad's going to join us in a minute here. We'll take a deep dive into the Cowboys. But Michael, I wanted to follow up on that pro tip question for you. Unprecedented. We've got 10 of 16 road favorites to start the start the year, week one in the NFL. Listen, we're all on equal footing going into week one. Do you have an idea why there's so many road favorites? And again, that mitigation of home field advantage in the NFL? Well, I, I think obviously it's quarterbacking. Quarterbacks on the road, you know, favor that. Uh, that helps. Uh, but also how teams have been able to adapt to the crowd noise and handle the crowd noise and take away all that. I, I think weather has become more of a factor than the home crowd. Where you play, when you play. Miami in the summer, as Randy Mueller talked about. Miami now, very challenging to play there because of the heat and humidity. We saw it in the Utah game. I mean, if they play that game in Utah, I think Utah probably wins the game, right? But the heat and humidity down there warmed down. The fourth quarter kind of got gave them a chance. So I think weather's really the, the big factor more than just the home field. And I think teams, as we get through the season and weather's not really it, that, that's when you take advantage of it. Tremendous. Okay, we welcome in, and thank you for your patience, Jonah Javad, uh, WFAA in Dallas, covers the Cowboys. Let's take a deep dive here on the Lombardi line with Jonah. First off, good morning, and thanks for joining us, Jonah. Uh, We've talked about the market being down on the Cowboys. Uh, Would you say Cowboys fans are down on the team heading into the season? Uh, I I wouldn't go that far. I don't think Cowboys fans are ever down on their team. There might be a select few that are... uh a little bit logical and rational these days. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see why the market is down on them. There's not a lot that's pointing up, really, and especially after the Tyron Smith injury, it, it all seems to feel like this is going to be a step back for the team, whereas maybe a team like the Eagles is is moving in the right direction, at least in the NFC. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see why the markets are certainly down on them. You mentioned Tyron Smith. They're still talking about Jason Peters, which to me seems, I know it sounds good on paper and to the fans, but the Jason Peters they remember isn't the Jason Peters who's going to show up when they get him. The Tyler Smith move to left tackle. What do you view that as, and do you really think they will sign Jason Peters? I think there's a few factors at play. One is uh, it's not even just the Tyler Smith move. And again, left left tackle is where Tyler Smith feels you know, most comfortable. That's what he played in high school. And uh, it wouldn't be, you know, a wild move for him to move out there. It's more of just getting the reps and getting up to speed. Um, It's more of a, it's a depth issue. I mean, this offensive line just doesn't have a lot of uh, quality players uh, behind the starters. And even the starters aren't really fully proven. I think just getting somebody who's an older presence, who at least you might know what you're getting with Jason Peterson. I understand the age is a real factor with him. 
um, you know, you're obviously not going to get, you know, the all pro level, you know, talent, but he might give you enough in pass pro where you're still able to move the ball downfield. And I, I think, you know, when it comes to that left side, it's, it's premium, especially with Dak Prescott. So those are the, the sides against it. I, I could also, and this is kind of important, you look at their schedule, it gets easier towards the middle to back half. And so maybe they just need a bridge. Maybe they just need somebody for a handful of games. Maybe as Tyler Smith really gets up himself at the tackle if you're in that spot because Tyler's going to be on the um, I, I, I could see that being kind of a factor at play where they just need to get. Okay, we're going to jump in here. Of course, it's 2022, but we're always having technological issues. We'll see if we can reconnect with Jonah Javad. We'll pull him down for one second. Michael, when we do get Jonah back up, and I think we do have him, so we'll give it a shot. Uh, you talked about depth. Cooper gone at the wide receiver position. Michael, while we effort for Jonah, I'm going to start with you. Cooper gone, the depth at wide receiver for the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb becomes... WR1, right? And what do yeah. you think about the position right now with the Cowboys? Well, I, my next question to Jonah was going to be like the Pollard. Are they going to use Pollard's too good of a player to be standing next to Mike McCarthy for half the game? Like he's got to be on the field all the time, along with Zeke Elliott, who's too good of a player to be standing next to Mike McCarthy. So at some point, you've got to adapt your personnel. And I think Pollard's receiving skills in the slot could be devastating. It could be really hard to cover. So I'd be anxious to hear that. Yeah. You've been you've been harping on that for a while because Zeke's going to get touches, but you have to get creative with Pollard. You you keep on saying it, and you you've, you've sold me on it. You have to have him on the field, right? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's too good of a player. He's you know he's got that. I, I compared him a little bit to, and I know Gail Sayers is a Hall of Fame player, but they run similar. They've got the burst, the acceleration. Gail Sayers could get on an edge and go, and this is what Pollard does. Plus, he's got great hands, and, you know, when you put him in the slot, who's covering him? And then when he gets the ball in his hand, one thing you always wanted in drafts, you always want receivers that have the ability to run after the catch. Pollard obviously fits that bill. Deep dive. Jonah Javad joins us on the phone now. Thanks for your patience, Jonah. And you may have heard a little bit of that. We were talking about the wide receiver depth. Any thoughts in the Cowboys using Pollard at wide receiver, just having that dynamic player on the field more? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think my video went down because no one wants to see my mug. But I, I, I do agree <laughs> that <laughs> I do agree that Tony Pollard uh, will be a factor in the receiving game. And I certainly more than the Cowboys want to lead on. I mean, Mike McCarthy is kind of old school textbook on really just not wanting to show any of his cards. So, you know, if you thought the preseason would be an, you know, an exhibition for Pollard to work out of the slot or to get some, you know, receiving reps, that's just not going to be the case. Now is Pollard going to become Cordero Patterson 2.0 for the Cowboys? I'm not quite sure I'd go that far, but uh, you know, listen, for all the reasons you mentioned uh, contract year, Pollard wants the ball. I mean, he's going to, he's not going to be uh, demonstrative about it, but he wants the ball. And so they're going to find ways to get it to him. Cause frankly, they just don't have enough proven talent right now uh, in that receiving core, especially with Gallup still, you know, a week or two uh, away from coming back. Yeah, that's, that's the key there. What, what are you seeing out of Zeke so far this summer? And what are your expectations? I can give you the numbers in, in the market on Zeke as far as Rush, but what are your expectations for Elliott? Zeke will still be a focal point, and Jerry Jones continues to just publicly say that everything goes through Zeke, we're going to feed Zeke, and 
that's great and all, but Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy will pretty much ultimately dictate how successful he is, and so will the offensive line. I mean, feeding somebody's great as long as there's enough people to give him room to block. And he was dealing with an injury the back half of last season. Really, I thought the first you know four four or five games for Zeke's uh, season last year were actually pretty good. But then then he got the injury and everything started to go downhill. And for whatever reason, they just kept trotting him out there for a ton of snaps when they had a perfectly healthy Pollard. So I think his numbers will somewhere be in the middle between the back half of last year and the front half. I, I can't imagine why anyone would think that he would, you know, you know, reach Jonathan Taylor levels all of a sudden um, in his late twenties, but I could see him pushing 900 yards. I don't think that's crazy. Maybe, maybe a thousand plus. Yeah, Jonah, t- talk about Michael Gallup. Where is Michael Gallup fit? When will you feel like he'll be the Michael Gallup of old based on the injury of last year? Yeah, we talked to him on the uh, Cowboys blue carpet uh, about a week ago, and he seemed in really positive spirits, and really everyone in the locker room um, is, is speaking highly that he's he's close, and all, all arrows point to that. You would think with an injury like that, it might take a while. Um, it's it's not something that you can bounce back from quickly. And typically with that injury, we see guys kind of have a mediocre year. And then it's the following year where they're really kind of back to, uh, to full strength. Uh, but opportunity will be there. I mean, he will be the clear number two with a lot of question marks behind him in the three, four spot at receiver. And so he'll get plenty of opportunity. Dak Prescott liked him when he, every time he's on the field, Dak Prescott seems to like his route tree. So I think he's a uh, interesting low buy just because people, I guess, are afraid of the injury and they're really high on CD lamb. That's what's kind of interesting to me is I don't think they're the disparity between those two, at least on the, in the markets and fantasy and whatever is really going to be as accurate as we'll see at season's end. I mean, if you go by on average, you know, whatever stats or points per game, they're going to be a lot closer than I think people realize. Jonah Javad covers the Cowboys deep dive here on the Lombardi line. We'll get your mug up next time, Jonah. Thanks for, thanks for your help today. Appreciate <laughs> thanks you so much, Jonah. Have yeah. a great Labor thanks, Day, Paul. Jonah. Thank you. You too. Hey, just quickly with what Michael said about the home teams as dogs, it used to be an implied three points of the home team. Most professional betters no. now say it's 1.7 to 1.9. So I think that's important for our pro tip this hour, Michael, to know it's more like 1.7, not three anymore. And I think every stadium's different, Patrick. I think every stadium Good is point. different. I think you've got to adjust based on stadium, just not saying home field in the broad spectrum of things. Michael Lombardi, you travel safely. You and Millie travel safely back thank to you, Jersey, Patrick. okay? Thank you okay. to the great, Beau Rivage. I can't thank him enough. Thank you to the Beau Rivage and BetMGM. Coming up next, Jonathan Von Tobel, Live Vet Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have a great day. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.